Welcome to the Fancy Sports Cave. This is your host, Sports Guy David, with my co-host Lucas Reyes and my special guest, co-host Alex Briggs, all the way from the UK. How are you doing, man? Yeah, not bad, man. Yourself? I'm doing fantastic, <laughs> Lucas. Oh, I'm doing great. Shout out Alex Briggs coming in from the UK. Yeah, all the way from the UK. <laughs> there is Charger fans all over the world. It's just we don't get enough credit for it. But moving on to this podcast, and um, if it wasn't for me drinking all weekend, I probably would um, be in the hospital for alcohol poisoning. But I am healthy and alive, and um, I just want my, my initial reaction was, this is the most Charger shit ever, and I think it really is. Um, to to get into field goal range, uh, close enough, he, he hit longer than that, just to fall, give the ball up, and then they score a field goal in overtime just for us not to get it um it really was really heartbreaking um i was playing call of duty while i was while i was um doing the watching the game and i couldn't do both um i actually lost a 1v1 or 5v1 clutch um so thank you chargers for that one but um overall i was just really just devastated i think devastated is the best word i could find and heartbroken reminded me of nick caning a little bit it reminded me of a, a lot of different things that's that charger fans like us are used to but um lucas what was your initial reaction Oh, man. Just going throughout the game, it was like the first half was amazing. Like a lot of the Charger games this year, I thought it was um, handling in the not in the bag, but it was just being handled correctly. And it was just night and day, completely flip flop from halftime um, coming out. The Saints made a lot of adjustments. They found a lot of um, downfield passes. They got Emmanuel Sanders involved after he was basically shut down. And Kamara wasn't really a factor, which was my biggest concern. And um, the Chargers just couldn't adjust to it. They didn't have an answer. I don't know if it was because Casey Hayward got hurt, but this game just got out of hand. And um, just a classic Chargers loss. There's no other words for it. I, I saw it coming, though. I feel like we all felt it coming at the same time. I don't know. Uh, did you feel it, Alex? Yeah, well, I was going to say it's the most Chargers thing since the Bengals in week one, really. Um, you know, just think you've got the kicking game sorted. And then uh, it just falls apart for you there. Um yeah, going back to the whole, like, Thomas and uh, coming alive that second half, it really screwed my um, really screwed my NFL fantasy as well, which wasn't <laughs> great. So I had, had that going on while heavy drinking that goes along with being a Chargers fan with also losing at fantasy, which was just great as Elvin Kamara didn't get much. <laughs> well, he got shut down, and um, it was really Emmanuel Sanders that stepped up and uh, just, I don't know, should we transition over to the... Yeah, so I got yeah no, I got a question for both of you guys. Um, last week, um, we we put Alex Lynn in the hot seat, and the number I put out of ten, ten being the worst, I think was about a two. I think I gave it a two three, and I think Lucas yeah. gave it a big five. But uh, Charger Twitter, the Charger group chats that me and Lucas and I don't know if you're in it, Alex, but the Charger community right yeah. now, it's it's very we're very it's very thin line, um, and and um, they want Lynn out. So my question to you. Um, I'll start you off with uh, Lucas. Lucas, uh, is he in? If he is on a scale of one through ten, what number is that at now? Oh yeah, it's it's been heating up. I think I had him at like a six last time because um, I I was saying like the the oven's starting to heat up. The words um, snowballing into like it's like the Mike McCoy effect. I feel like the like the same things keep happening week week in and week out. Close games, you keep choking. Um, I think it's at a seven right now, just because I think that the Chargers are in every single game against good teams and. Uh, can't figure it out, and it seems to be heavily um, influenced by the conservative play calling um, whenever you have a lead. So I think that when you look at that and you look at the other 
rookie quarterbacks who are superstars now, but when they were rookies, Mahomes and um, Lamar Jackson, well, Mahomes wasn't, didn't play as a rookie, but his really his first year um, in those organizations, once they found out they had talent, they never looked back and they never uh, took the foot off the gas pedal. And I think that that's the difference between Herbert and uh, these other guys, as far as the wins column is the gas pedal is being taken out. And so, yeah, I think that's, that's all falls on Lynn. It falls on him to, put pressure on his coordinators to do the right thing and it hasn't been working. And so this is now heating up to a seven and um, thank goodness there's a buy right now. In some ways, this is a good thing. In some ways it's a bad thing as well, but um, just for Anthony Lynn to get his mind right, because I think that he really needs this. Um, it's going to a seven right now. I think that I, I, I don't want to rant too much, but I will say this. I think that Anthony Lynn is still, I still fine just because I think that he's he was smart enough to see this coming. I feel like he knew that the offensive line wasn't ready to protect Justin Herbert. I feel like he knew that he wanted to protect his quarterback a lot and he was taking some hits too and that's why he wanted to get the running game involved. And I think that that was expressed way before in the season. I think he knew this before coming in. I think that behind the scenes they there's going behind Anthony Lynn because I feel like he still has one or two more excuses, but I think it's starting to get unexcusable at this point. But I I think from the fan standpoint, it's a seven. What do you think, Alex? Uh, I think you hit the nail on the head with saying that um, we've had all these tough games. I mean, you've come up against, what, Brady and Breeze and, like, back-to-back games. And it's like, how do you expect... And Mahomes. Uh, the, yeah, Mahomes, sorry. And, how, how, like, expecting him to perform straight out the gate. And I think that's the thing that falls in line for Lynn, really, on the side of it, is the fact that um, until they get some, like, easier games like if we play the uh, I think the Jags have been moved forward in schedule and I think and the Jags and Broncos and I think they're going to be the telltale games because I thoroughly expected us to demolish the Panthers really because they were missing some key pieces in offense just as we were but we've seen the most lackluster in that game um, I think that's the only thing defending Lynn at the minute is the fact that we've not had any of these, um, like, you know, the, the must-win games or the should-win games, should I say, sorry. Um, and I think he's kind of leaning on uh, Gus Bradley a bit there, um, expecting him to do more as well, as rather than just, like you say, putting Herbert under under the, you know, under the hot, under the light constantly. Because, um, again, we're missing those key pieces on offense, just protecting him, really. Um, so I think that's the only thing that does well for, for, for Lynn at the minute. So I'd probably say you've, Five or six is probably about fair, but, I mean, I'd probably rank Bradley six or seven. Yeah, I'm glad you brought up Gus Bradley because um, it seems to, when we have the ball or when we have the, when we have the lead and we have the ball, we play extremely conservative. We play not to lose, and we it looks like we're just playing to play, not playing not to lose. Um, like, he's real conservative, and it's we're a broken record every single week. He does this every single week, so I think he's in a bigger hot seat, and if anyone. And this bye week might not be a good news for him. They might – this gives them extra time to reevaluate their coaching staff, and maybe um, we're going to see someone let go. I don't think that's going to happen, but I think it's a possibility. Anthony Lynn, I'm going to boost him up to the hot seat around like six right now just because of the fans. Um, I personally don't th- – I think he's fine, but the fans are just uh, – us Charger fans, we're, we're really um, hungry for success. So when we don't have it, we get really upset. I think that's the best way to put it. And um, the fans are just trashing him. Um, Bleacher Report even um, – put on their on their app saying like oh the charger fans are are going in on anthony lynn the one of the group chats we're in is called fired lynn so i mean like uh in the fans eyes i think he's gone but i think i think he's just fine this week gives us a good 
week to reevaluate, like I said, our coaching staff will reevaluate our injuries as well. Imagine everyone comes back healthy. And we got the Broncos, the Jaguars, the Dolphins, and the Jets. I think we could go on a run, but it's 11 games to end the season, too. We have to play 11 straight games. So um, I think it's going to be a tough road ahead. But um, I'm excited to see this this uh, team get healthy because I think that's what we really need. And I kind of, like, don't want it. This is kind of messed up to say. I kind of don't want the offensive line to be healthy because Justin, uh, Justin Herbert is really good under pressure. He's, like, way better than any other quarterback under pressure. So I'm um, just kidding, though. But I really do want to see him get protected because he did get a couple licks. And um, and Anthony, seen, Anthony Lynn seen that, and then and they wanted to run the ball more. So I understand that. Um, but Lucas, did, did you want to tag onto this real quick? Well, yeah, just because I feel like as far as um, the Anthony Lynn hate train, like just going from his beginning of his career as a Chargers head coach, taking over a bad team after McCoy, and then going, um, I think it was nine and seven the following year, and then uh, twelve and four, and then the messed up year last year. Um, I just feel like each of those years has a story behind it, has a context, and uh, it hasn't hasn't all been on him. It's either been injuries or it's been uh, really a heavy turnover-filled season like last year or something hasn't been wrong. But I think that this is one of those years and this is one of those times where uh, it does fall on him and, and, and he's he's running out of uh, people to look forward to do as being the scapegoat. But this, this year is just so unique and just so many of its challenges. And um, like you said, this bye week with – with the people that could return, Trey Turner and hopefully Balaga. I know we've been saying it and her, wanting it, but uh, if those two could come back, man, I think that they can make a huge difference. They just got to stay healthy. Um, the schedule is very favorable in the future, and um, I, I like this Chargers team moving on. Uh, they just have so many so many bright spots, but uh, like even even then, like the, I know Herbert is good under pressure, but he got hit one one time where if he was just had one more second to throw, Mike Williams was wide open for a touchdown, so – they're, they're about to get cooking. I will say this, though. Shane Steichen, um, for all the questions we had around him, he's been calling calling some great g- games for Herbert, and uh, I think that it's going to continue. Um, just get away a little bit away from the run game. Just keep the gas on the on the the keep the gas going, and I think that this team could really blow up. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad you brought yeah. up the run game because uh, it seemed like every, and I say this every week, every first down, every second down is an HB dive. I actually tweeted it. It kind of blew up a little bit. Um but um, we, we could transition to the play calling, both on offense and defense. I like the plays he did roll up that weren't pass plays, mostly on third down. Um, Mike Williams having amazing catches. He had 109 yards and two touchdowns. Um, and that one play where he scrambled out, missed a sack, and he just threw a dime to Keenan Allen. Like, that's what I want to see. Not him getting pressured, but that's what I want to see. Justin Herbert is capable of that. Get more plays for him to exceed. He only threw, I think, 34 passes. He completed 20. And we rushed for around the same time, 35 times. So it's pretty balanced offense. But I think um, we can steer away from that that run game and give Justin Herbert more time um, to open up that playbook. Uh, Alex, what do you think about the play calling? Did you did you like what you see? What what do you want more of? Um, yeah, I did like what I see. And like you say, with the whole injury issue, having Eckler out, not having him there as what would be an every down back or like you'd say, a screen back, somebody in there just to, you know, also gives you that passing option. Um, it was nice to see uh, Justin Jackson and, um, uh, sorry, what's his name, Josh Kelly splitting uh, splitting down. So it was great to see them taking a, a, a lot of run on. Um, going out, yeah, seeing a healthy Mike, Mike Will just straight after, uh, straight after that. Well, I thought he was going to be out a lot longer on the hamstring, but to see him just come straight back into that pivotal role was great. Um, 
the play, play calling wise, um, I love the big shots. I love that they give, um, I love they give uh, Herbert that opportunity to look downfield, and it's not just like you know rookie season, play some easy easy passes in around like five ten yards. It's nice to see the, the let the plays develop and really really let his arm go. Yeah, I'll agree with that. I think that the ver- verticality is something that's really changed Herbert's game. Someone tweeted out about how in Oregon it was more of a horizontal passing attack and uh, the Chargers really changed it. And they've always been a vertical attack and Herbert is excelling because of his strong arm. And it's great to see um, Mike Williams, a guy that we've missed sincerely, I feel like, because his absence is, um, I mean, we just don't know about this connection between Herbert and Mike Will yet. You know, Mike Will was quoted saying after the game that he's been telling Justin Herbert just to trust me at practice, just throw it up there and I'll get it. And so um, with him being out, he hasn't been able to really test that um, relationship against coverage in the game. But Mike Will, five catches, 109 yards and two touchdowns. Um, One of them was a 64-yard bomb at the very end of the game. Like with the way that Herbert plays – just by taking shots naturally. And they, they seem to really connect on a lot of them. He had one or two bad passes this game that could have ended up in a pick. But um, I think his decision-making is is really up there as far as just naturally, instinctually. He's just great. And um, I'm excited for Mike Williams to keep to keep it up and keep going. Him along with Jalen Guyton. I'm saying this, though. I predict this. Um, Jalen Guyton is emerging as a really deep threat, too. For some reason, he just always gets open, whether it be through the seam or just – just, it's just so timely whenever he gets open. He had one catch for 49 yards, but it was it was um it was a bomb, and he almost scored on that one too. I think Jalen Guyton can pose an interesting matchup as far as Mike Will lined up outside on one side, and then Jalen Guyton lined up outside as well, and then moving Keenan Allen in between as a slot again. Um, I brought it up. I think Keenan Allen could work out the slot because that's where he initially emerged naturally, and um, he's working great. The connection between uh. Herbert and Hunter Henry too. I'm really, I'm really glad he's getting to going. And um, yeah, this team, man. I mean, offensively they look good, but I don't know. What do you have, David, as far as the positives on offense? Um, Justin Jackson. I love this guy. Um, he actually favored in one of my tweets. I think he even replied a couple years ago because I was like, I love Justin Jackson. I like this guy. Um, he's been battling injuries. Um, I remember Terrain Pope took his his spot uh, last year. And, and I just felt bad for the guy. I'm like, this guy is really talented. He's a small – he's, like, not the biggest dude, but he could power through. And he had 71 yards on 15 carries, 4.7 um, average. Joshua Kelly only had 11 um, rushes for 29 yards. But um, Justin Jackson really held, uh, took took the lead in that rushing um, attack, and I'm, I'm completely fine with that. I love Joshua Kelly. I love his emergence. But I think he, his production went a little bit down due to the back-to-back fumbles and very key parts. So I think uh, Anthony Lynn trusts Justin Jackson there a little bit more, and um, I think he should. Seventy-one yards—that's that's pretty good. Um, we did emerge. Uh, we did have over a hundred yards rushing this this game. Um, Jalen Guylin as well, forty-nine yards, like you said earlier. Um, and just think about all the pieces that are gone. We got Austin Eckler gone and Keenan Allen gone. We're playing with guys named Jalen Guylin, um, KJ Hill, um, guys who, if you're not a Charger fan, you don't know who these guys are. Um, and they're they're putting in work, and it's the next man up, and I love the mentality of this Charger team. Just, like, injuries are plugging the whole league, really. It's not just us. Usually it's just us. I remember these last couple of years, it's injuries, 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 but um, this week we, we all stepped up, and um, I think I think um, Michael Badgley, I think, has a, uh, not the biggest fault, but um, he missed an extra point and a field goal, 
uh, and the go-ahead field goal. If we if we would have scored that that extra point, then we could have put the Saints in a difficult position to either go for two or they had to go for two, and uh, you know it could have mm-hmm. changed the whole outline of this yeah. game. So um, I don't want to say it's Michael Badgley, but uh, I think it is. Um, I mean, there's a lot of things that it's a team loss. I know I understand that, but a lot of it has to go on Michael Badgley, and it sucks because I'm a big fan of him, but. Um, it looks like a lot of kickers are missing field goals and extra points, especially on Monday Night Football, which is really weird. There's been a missed field goal and extra point every Monday Night Football. I don't know if it's just like an extra day is not enough. I don't know, but like field goals right now, kickers right now, it's, it's, it's hard to be a kicker apparently right now. And um, I'm not saying I could do it because um, I will break my ankle <laughs> for sure. But um, yeah, but uh, moving on to the defense, what I really liked was Naz- Nazir Adderley. Um, that pick he got, it almost got a pick sick. He almost got it. It was so close. But he got first career interception. That was very nice to see. Joey Bosa, I think, got an action. Nuosa, I think he got injured, I believe, towards the end. But he also got in a sack. Um, but also conservative play calling when it comes to the second half. The first half, we held Drew Brees, I think, under, like, the first couple drives, we held him under, like, 40 yards or some crazy number like that. And I was like, oh, my God, this is happening. And I'm like, hold on, wait, I'm a Charger fan, so I got to chill because I cannot do this to myself and get my hopes up. <laughs> I had a chill. <laughs> every time, like, every, every time. Every time I was like, okay, this could be it. But I was like, no, 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 it cannot. No, I can't. I can't let myself do this. And, like, and look what happens. But defensively, I seen a couple things I liked and didn't like. Um, I'll start with you, Alex. Um, what what did you like and what didn't you like from the defense? Um, Again, it was the same. We'll, we'll real knuckle in for, like, the first half, three quarters. Um, And then it's just, you know, the standard. Uh, we, not enough in the um, – not enough in – pass rush really not really trying to close Breeze down and same with Brady the other week just like giving them far too much time to come back and really do what they do as as veteran quarterbacks um we didn't really offer much just run the same day over and over again it seems quite repetitive um it's quite quite annoying really um I don't know if it, they kind of felt like they had it in the bag at first and they could kind of relax I don't I don't really know what happened there but um yeah they didn't didn't look great from from watching it especially from uh from from my side of the pond, anyway, watching it at that time of night with that many beers down and just hating what, every moment of it, really. <laughs> what time was it? I'm just curious. What's the time difference? Because right now it's noon, but what's the time? Difference? Yeah. What's, what's the time over there? So the kickoff was like quarter past one a.m. Um, oh. So right now it's like quarter past eight, something like that. So yeah, for for time across there, it's hours and hours, but. It, it makes it more interesting. It makes it like the weekend is I'm staying up at that point and I'm like, okay, right, let's get into it. Have some beers with my mates and uh, we'll oh, we'll sit and watch all the six o'clock games and then hopefully a lot of the late games. You seem like a strong person because you feel like, I feel like the Chargers would ruin your night and your following day. So like <laughs> yeah. for me, I'm, I'm able to sleep it off um, and be able to look at it, but look, I'm still depressed. Um, going back to Michael Badgley real quick. Um, I don't think he's having a good year at all. I think he's missed like a few field goals this, this be year. His third field goal and I think second extra point, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. So he's not, he's not, he's not it right now. Something's going through his head or something, but he was pushing those kicks right. And, um, we needed those. We needed a huge win after the chiefs dropped one to the, to the Raiders too. So making the division race even closer, but going now to the defense um, first in the beginning, I guess the first half was really great. You only give up 10 points. Kamara wasn't the factor and you only give up a touchdown towards the end of the first half, which was really a two minute drill by the saints and cover three doesn't work well against two minute, two minute drill offenses. So I'll give them that. And I think that may have been the, um, 
the factor and the uh, adjustment that the Saints made in the second half because they finally got um, to stretch the field and get it a lot to Emmanuel Sanders, of all people, to get him going, who's been having a terrible year. So um, it, it, was, it was so bad to see that because you're getting burned by a guy who hasn't affected any other team. Um, Joey Bosa on a rotational snap, I think, really hurt the Chargers. Um, it's it's I get it. The Chargers are always cautious when it comes to injuries anyway. Um, so, I mean, I would rather throw him out. Uh, yeah, Melvin Ingram's right. out too. But I would want I would want Joey Bosa in if he could if he wants to play. You know, if if Joey wants to pu- push himself, and you have one more week right after this game, a bye week that you just got plugged into. Um, I would love to see Joey go all out. He missed a few a few sacks by just one more second if the defense could have held up in coverage. Um, Nwosu looked great, though. I think that we could get him more involved as well in rotational, um, when especially when Melvin Ingram comes back. Um, this defense, though, I mean, you give up 14 points in the fourth quarter and uh, your offense doesn't really do anything that <clears throat> really – put this team away and you got to get points throughout in each quarter, especially against the saints. Um, I think I'm looking at this big old zero in the third quarter and um, yeah, <clears throat> it's not good. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just I was to- going to say on, I was going to say on the kicking thing, did you see Oregon? I think it was Oregon um, posted a video of Mike, uh, of uh, what's the name? Justin Herbert taking yeah. kicks and kicking yeah. field goals and extra points. Throwing I was quite like, a little dig, yeah. I thought that was great, though. I did laugh at that. The thing about <laughs> Michael Badgley, he was hitting 58 yarders in the um, in the pregame, and I know there's no other team there, but he was hitting 58 yarders right. cleanly because they brought yeah, that yeah. up. Um, another yeah. thing I wanted to piggyback, what was it? Um, oh, the Joey Bosa thing, um, rotational. Um, what I was going to say about that? Um, yeah, I didn't like that either. Um, if I think they're they're downplaying his injury. Of both injuries, his hamstring and tricep. I think they're not trying and to push ankle, him. Ankle or knee now. It's something else. It's like yeah. three things. And um, that is, um, I think this week will be perfect for our team to get everyone healed up, um, you know, have everyone just relax, have some good practices. Um, and, oh, yeah, that's what I was going to mention. The two-minute – our two-minute defense is just straight ass. Um, every yeah. single game, it comes down to it, and we just give them everything and anything. And I know I get it. You don't give them up the sidelines. That's every that's every coach's intention not to give up the sideline to stop the clock, but we gotta we gotta play better. Instead of dropping eight dudes in coverage and only rushing three, and depending on your your guys back there, I think I'm more of aggressive, especially in Madden. I I, I played. I what's that one? The uh, Renegade Eight. What that one play? <laughs> and JJ, Yang JJ, all blitz, all blitz, dog. I'll be playing that shit on a 38, dog. I don't give a I, like. I I I trust in that defensive line. You got Leonard Jolson. That dude's a big dude. The Wosa who's emerging. You got Joey Bosa who who's quick. Um, like I said, he was, if he had a one second later, he would have had a couple sacks. Um, dude, run it, just run it. I think we should play more aggressive. I said this, I say this every week. I'd rather us give a big play on a blitz than a big play when we have eight dudes in coverage. Right. Cause like really, yeah. I'd rather, I, that, that's just me. That's just me. Um, Bars. that's just, I know straight back. <laughs> that's just me being a, a coach in Madden. Um, you know, that's just me. I think I should be a coach right now, to be honest. Uh, the Texans, they got Romeo Cornell there. Um, what's up? You guys know my line. Hit me up. I could be the. I, he had the oldest coach in the league. I could be the youngest coach. I'm the youngest man alive. But um, yeah. I, I think, thought you were gonna say. Uh, I thought you were gonna say just let him in, walk it in, give yourself the two minutes, go down to the two minute one, and then give himself a two minute drill back. Yeah. Just make sure you outscore him. Doesn't matter how many concede as long as you score more. Exactly. <laughs> and it's it's so difficult to see this team. And um, moving on to the good things though. The good things I want to mention: Justin Herbert was the first, um, beat the, the rookie passing touchdown record for most passing touchdowns on Monday Night Football, joining 
Uh, I forgot what quarterbacks. The one that I only the only quarterback I do remember was in that that list was Geno Smith. And I was like, who? Geno Smith on the Jets. Yeah, he had three touchdowns yeah. as a rookie on Monday Night Football. But uh, Justin Herbert surpassed that with four. Um, I have a lot of praise for Justin Herbert. He did have a couple passes where he should have just went out of bounds or he should have not passed it. But um, good thing they did not get interceptions. Zero interceptions, which is good. He's been having interceptions every start. But this one he didn't, and he had four touchdowns. Um, the connections with his wide receivers, even the new guys, are looking great. Um, the only pass that I, I – I, it was a – Third, I think it was the third down or fourth down where he threw it a little bit behind K.J. Hill. Um, it was a little bit behind, but K.J. Hill, you put your hands on it, you got to catch it. That's the number one was wide receiver. But overall, uh, Justin Jackson healthy. I love seeing that. What's your, what's your thoughts on uh, Justin Herbert, Lucas? Oh, I mean, we all love Herbert. And uh, to finally get a game where he has the most perfect game he could have, um, no interceptions, even though he should have been costed one. Um, I don't care. Great job to have that. And four touchdowns where when you should have had five if your offensive line could have held up for one more second, um, just absolutely lighting it up. It's so dis- disturbing to see that the Chargers saw how fire Justin Herbert was and they still would not um, be aggressive. He was a, literally unstoppable at one point. And it felt like the Chargers could have just kept pouring it on. And I think that's what um, everyone's getting on Lynn on. But uh, if we're going to go more positives uh, – the connection between him and Keenan Allen is stronger than ever. I feel like if Keenan Allen was still playing in that game, um, he would have still been looking to him. Uh, the Guyton connection is still electric. I would still like to see Donald Parham get get more involved. He had a touchdown last week, and uh, he wasn't a factor this game. But when they get into the red zone, this guy is really a matchup nightmare. I want to see him more involved. He seems like maybe he's probably just a little bit behind on uh, maybe the game speed or, or whatever it may be, but... I mean, there was a one play where they had Virgil Green on the screen, and I yeah. thought I thought maybe Donald Parham could have been that guy because Donald Parham is huge, and um, yeah. and uh, I just feel like he's like our little mini Gronkowski, really. And then um, just defensively, like if you could keep this going, um, as far as your first half momentum, bring it into the second half. I think that's going to be the key. Um, look. The Saints, I will give them credit because they're a really good coach team. Sean Payton is the man, and they'll adjust and um. That's that, but you know, Gus Bradley, I think is, uh, I think is the next one to go out this door. But I'm digressing. Positives, uh, I think that's pretty much it for me. Uh, what do you, what did you have, Alex? Yeah, I was just going to say, I think Herbert read somewhere, so I'm just you may have to fact check this, but I think Herbert was the first rookie on Monday Night Football to throw for four touchdowns yep. and not win. Yeah. I think it was like twelve and zero up until that point, which is a shame, obviously. But you know, you just. You can be a fan of any team, and you know, I've got fans that like hate the Chargers, like massive Broncos fans and Raiders fans, and you speak to them, and they're all waxing lyrical about Herbert. They they love the boy, and like it's hard not to be excited about him, but also, like you say, like taken away from that, it's like how how are we not finding these other targets like Parham, who's I think it's one target, one touchdown. Like why are we not really exploiting that matchup? Um, but yeah, it, it's nice to see and. I'm intrigued to see see how that goes forward. Um, yeah, negative signs. It's got to be Gus Bradley out probably. Yeah. Um, if anyone's in the hot seat, I think Gus Bradley is. Yeah. Um, now, but um, I do want to give a formal apology to um everyone because I uh I know I didn't give a formal apology for this, but I wasn't the the biggest. I wasn't on board with Justin Herbert to begin <laughs> with. Um, Ditto. <laughs> uh, I and Isaiah Simmons isn't even playing that well. Exactly. I, I know. Just- 
Uh, he's labeled as a strong safety on Madden, and I was pissed because I wanted to trade for him for linebacker, but he's a strong safety right now. But I do want to apologize to everyone. I was on the Tyrod train. Um, I just had a little bit more faith in him. Um, feel bad for Tyrod, but he had to go through. But I do want to sincerely apologize to absolutely nobody because I am who I am. <laughs> and this is sports guy, David, and I'm still right no matter what. But Justin Herbert is the guy, and I'm happy we got him. And um, I don't take anything back, but uh, I do. I do. I'm glad we got Justin Herbert. And he's our guy, and uh, this future is looking really bright. Like we said, we got a we got a bye week, which I think will work for us, and then we got a, an extra week to to heal up. If Bulaga and Trey Turner are in there, Justin Herbert will actually have time. He's he's playing without having time on his hands. Imagine if he did, and those receivers, if Keenan Allen and Mike Williams are out there with Guyton, and and then that Parm guy, Parmesan, I call him Parmesan, and Parmesan in the goal line <laughs> with Hunter Henry. I mean, this is a very underrated defense, and I understand a lot of people don't really. Um, think our team is good but uh we're three and 14 in the last 17 games that are within seven points so we're in the game it's just we got clean up towards the end so um that's the only thing uh moving forward and i'm gonna probably say that every single week for the rest of my life as a charter fan unless we change it which will i don't know wouldn't be but um shout out to the Chargers for supporting my alcoholism but um (laughs) any other notes you guys want to uh Um, real quick um i agree with everything you said um, you bring a Parham and Hunter Henry in a in a package that would be insane. I think that you could have them doing chip blocks before releasing on their um onto their routes. Those are some big guys that could get open. And um, I don't know. They just got to get a little bit more creative because they got to work with what they got. And we see other teams. I always bring it up. The Patriots, if they had this roster, if Bill Belichick had this roster, I'm pretty sure people would be gift wrapping them to the AFC Championship game right now. So Anthony, Lynn, you got to step it up. Work with what you have because the excuses are running out. But that's it. Uh, Alex. Well, you've got to remember that they get like six easy games a week, uh, six easy games a season. Like they're six and zero before they've even started. Yeah. Well, but... the Bills are a problem now too, though. So I'll give well, them that. Yeah, I'll take that back. <laughs> yeah. No. All right. Well, there you guys have it. Thank you, Alex. All the way from the UK. It's eight o'clock. That's almost Mimi times for most of the people out here. <laughs> uh, but, uh, where can they find you on social media if they if they want to hit you up and? Mind you. Uh, well, I'm not. I'm not on Facebook. Uh, not on Facebook or anything. But I am on Twitter. Um, I'll tweet my handle out. Cause it's a bit of a weird one. It's just at Sports Network with the zero. The, the O is zeros instead. Yeah. Hashtag New Starter Furlough. Yeah, oh, that's yeah, the one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you you had the second yeah. most entries in the Charger uh, podcast. You almost uh, okay. got big. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, like almost like fifteen. <laughs> Someone had twenty-seven. So yeah. Oh my you, gosh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but Lucas, where can they find you on? on uh... Yeah, you guys can find me on Twitter at SugarFreeLucas. And speaking of giveaways, we're still having another giveaway, another monthly giveaway. It happens every month. Um, just interact with the tweet that is in the link of the description. Um, it has all – it's a thread of all of our uh, podcasts. Um, like, retweet, or reply to any of those tweets for a chance to enter. And you must follow Sports Guy David, me, and the Fantasy Sportscape on Twitter. And that's it. You're entered for our giveaway. Multiple entries allowed. Each interaction with a tweet is an entry. And uh, announced at the end of the month. That's pretty much it. What about you, David? Where can we find you? You can find me, Sports Guy David, on literally anything. TikTok, Spotify, um, Club Penguin, uh, Neopets, <laughs> my Pokemon Go account. Anything is literally Sports Guy David. So go ahead and follow me. And like I said, we're giving out a Junior Sei second year football card. Clear 91. It's really nice card. I kind of want to keep it, but I was like, nah, I'm here for the people. Um, so it's a junior say I very mint condition. The centering's a little bit off, 
But it's still pretty nice card if, you, if you're into football cards um, collecting. I'm probably going to give out a football card each each month or maybe something different. But yeah, go ahead and follow us. Um, retweet his entry as much as you want. Um, but yeah, there you go. So from Sports Guy David, Lucas Reyes, and Alex, all the way from the UK at 8 o'clock at night. Thank you again. Um, we are out.